Hey, how you doing? And welcome to the Deconstructor of Fun podcast. Your host today, Mishka Katkoff, that's me, and I'm joined by Stephen Chard, CEO and co-founder of Luna Labs. Now, most of us know that Luna Labs has been crushing it as of late, but what is Luna Labs? Now, in short, Luna Labs is revolutionizing video ad creation process. Now, what does it mean? Well, what it means in practice is that you're able to create playables directly from your game and directly from Unity Editor, in fact. It's super easy. You can make multiple different versions from different networks. I've seen I've seen the product work myself. And, and most importantly, you're allowed to make numerous different versions of each of the ads, which allows you to fine-tune all the video ads in order to increase your IPM and through that drive down the CPI. So... Yes, this episode is going to be about performance marketing. And if that's not your cup of tea, I, I really suggest you um, iterate on your taste of tea because, because um, performance marketing is, is, is crucial. It's not even important, it's crucial. Anyway, before we kick it off and before we start talking with Steven, um, I want to give a shout out to our amazing sponsors. So first of all, Iron Source. And I know you know Iron Source, and they know something about you as well. They know that you're here for good content. So they're not going to waste your time with a long pitch. Instead, they want to just kind of remind, remind you about three things you need to know about Iron Source. Number one, they are developing the most robust data driven growth engine for mobile games. Number two, their secret sauce is closing the monetization marketing loop to help developers supercharge growth. And number three, they have an awesome medium blog and podcast called level up so both the medium blog and the podcast are called level up and you can find both of them um well not both of them you can find the blog on medium blog so just search for level up iron source or iron source level up and you can find the podcast on any platform that you listen your podcasts on just just search for iron source level up so highly suggest both of them wealth of knowledge and this podcast is also brought to you by AppsFlyer. Now, again, most of you are familiar with AppsFlyer. It's perhaps the best attribution platform on mobile. It is a true foundation for your marketing tech stack, giving you all the tools to drive marketing success. Now, AppsFlyer allows comprehensive measurement and analytics that help you to optimize the end-to-end -end player journey from acquisition to retention, from ROI to LTV. So what this means in practice is, is that you can filter cohorts of installs and then retarget those cohorts with personalized experience based on engagement and in-app events. AppsFlyer also offers robust fraud protection, making sure you're not paying for bogus traffic. And it's all not only, you know, myself, Deconstructor Fun, raving about AppsFlyer. You got Playrix, Tencent, Playtica, Square Enix, all these amazing companies using AppsFlyer to boost their business. So I suggest you go to appslyer.com and get yourself attribution data you can trust. But I also just suggest you go to appslyer.com and check out their blog. In the, uh, in the latest uh, post they had on their blog was a case study with, uh, done with um, contest, Marvel Contest of Champions, you know, that amazing fighting game. And um, they did a campaign where they engage with totally new players through through a little bit of a top of the funnel marketing. It involves some QR codes, it involves arcade games, it, it involves Dave and Busters, and it involves 
a 9% conversion rate. So I'm not going to give anything more out of that, but I really, truly uh, encourage everyone to check out that case study. And it really shows that you can get analytical and even, you know, performance focused, even with top of the funnel marketing that, that you know, often the performance marketing kind of throw shade on. Anyways, 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 thank you for listening to this episode. And without further ado, ladies and gentlemen, Stephen Chard. We're talking about how to get your mind into a mind space and, um, and yeah, how to find that, like whether it's jogging or, or biking and Stephen, you like to go on a, on a run. Or, oh man, yeah, yeah. I mean, like, I, I, we 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 joked before. Like, I, I love cycling too. Um, I think in London, you've got to be a bit mindful of uh, <laughs> make sure you don't get in too much of a meditative state, or as you get. Uh, I think in London, you have to be crazy to go on a bike ride. <laughs> you have to select the appropriate routes. Is is my my stuff. You certainly don't want to be going down the kind of main roads. You want to be kind of you know meandering around the kind of back streets. But no, no, absolutely, man. Like we, um, <clears throat> I, I I I find jogging. Um, it's a really, really important part of my uh, my routine. You know, I find that I always have, okay, and I, I joke about this with my team because mm-hmm. always I, I message my co-founder like after my job, hey, what <laughs> no idea. Um, <laughs> it's, it's like the, the, the first fifteen minutes, I just have this kind of crowded state, you know, mm-hmm. where, where where my mind is just is thinking, and all of a sudden it gets into a more of a meditative state, and then actually, you know, you 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 start thinking through things in a in a different way, and it just it, it seems to unlock a few ideas. So. Yeah, it's, a, it's, it's, it's definitely a good thing for me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I think the actual yeah. meditation piece is always a bit of a struggle, we were saying, right? Yeah, I know, I know. I was just saying the same thing. It's like, there's plenty of these <laughs> apps, whether it's Calm. I think Calm is from London. Uh, yeah, I think I think it's the uh, the Mind Candy uh, person who started. And, you know, Headspaces and whatnot, like people are all raving about it. And I would just, yeah. I just feel like they're made for people without kids who can be at home and like have that Zen state. They probably have some kind of like a nice little... Uh, like that small um, sand thing, you know, like the little Japanese garden that they done inside their flat, and they just sit for for fifteen minutes and meditate. And, yeah, like yeah, that yeah. never happens with people with kids. <laughs> Nothing in my household. Like I, I, I get hunted down with that too. So. I know, but um, even though talking about um, meditation and mm-hmm. ideas is awesome, let's talk about creatives. Uh, that's that's the yeah, that's the topic for today so i'm gonna i'm gonna give kind of like my uneducated view on how i see creatives and you can correct me if i'm wrong so you know if we, if we break it down into a really simple formula and the formula is for cpi we'll, the cpi comes from from two things it's the cost per thousand impression divided by the installs per thousand impressions yeah and the way you increase, well, the, the way you decrease cost versus thousand impression is, is, you know, the channels and everything. There's, there's somewhat limited amount, limited elements that you can, you can use for that. But to increase the install per thousand impression, there's plenty of tools there. And of course, one of the main tool is the creatives, how you advertise your game. And what makes creatives really interesting is unlike... TV ads or anything like that, or billboards or whatnot that takes a lot of time to, to get creative with. And then, you know, there's a lot of, a lot of initial investment into being uh, very creative, very, very um, 
yeah, whatever, whatever it is that that initial creative studio time, and then it kind of gets out, and you don't really optimize it. It just it just is there, and whether that campaign did good or not, you get some lions and cans, and you drink some champagne, and you do a next one. But on on mobile, that first part is actually pretty quick, and it's all about the optimization. And what makes, in my opinion, creators really interesting is that also the fact that they work for some time. And what tends to happen is either you tap out of the audience that you're, you're targeting with or your com competitors catch up to you and um, they start doing the same type of creatives that we, that we kind of see. And, you know, you kind of run out of steam. And we've seen this with multiple games that might get their IPM really high up and they're able to scale. And then they kind of run out of the juice and then suddenly they're back to square one. And that might be very frustrating. But what that, in my opinion, leads to is you need to have the creative muscle. You have to build it. You have to exercise it all the time. And that comes kind of like two things. The way, the way I un uneducatedly see it is that you have to have the analytical power to it. That's your data team. That's your campaign managers. That's, that's your UA team uh, that is able to uh, optimize the, uh, the channels. Of course, it's the product team as well that need to be in line with the UI team and, and they're working hand in hand together uh, to, to really drive their performance marketing. But I think the best performance marketing teams and the best marketers are also the ones that have strong creative muscle as well. There might be different people than the campaign managers and data scientists. They usually are. Uh, usually you have your creative directors, your, your other creatives that are that are coming up with those out of the box ideas. And, you know, if I would have to name one company that has been really good, uh, especially considering their size, that's probably tactile with their uh, very creative uh, promotion of, of Lily's garden. And anybody can go to, you know, sensor tower and look at all their ads that they've been doing. It's, it's really awesome. Uh, the, the kind of creators that they have. And when it comes to analytical power and just, you know, pushing out all that stuff, it's basically all the hyper casual games. Uh, the speed is of the essence copy each other, optimize till hell, <laughs> and whatever it is. Um, but however you slice it or dice it, you need reps. You need reps to build that, to build that, uh, to build that um, creative muscle, creative optimization muscle. And, and that leads us to, to Stephen, your company, your Luna Labs it allows to take a lot of reps. So please like, be the, uh, the the wise person here. Talk about a little bit about the uh, the creative, uh, really, you know, the industry as a whole when it comes to creatives, when it comes to performance marketing, because you know way more about it than I do. And and yeah, what's your view on 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 the world right now from the creative creatives perspective? Yeah, yeah, no, absolutely. No, I'm 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 very aligned. I think yeah, it's, it's a very good analogy around. Um, you know, kind of building that muscle. <clears throat> and I think it's, um, it's very poignant right now. I think it's, uh, we're in a time where, you know, creators have become, you know, integral to, 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 to strategy in the studio. I think, um, <clears throat> you know, kind of casting back a little bit, you know, I've been in the industry for kind of over 10 years, uh, certainly in, in mobile from, from, from really the kind of earlier premium models when I was addicts tracking. And you know, it's, it was just as a very different way of marketing. Um, now, we all know, right? That, that you know, it's, it's almost like it's almost like a, a, an acceptance now. I think I think you know. Well, I, I don't. What, what, what I'm. What, what we're seeing is, is that students are recognizing just the, the importance, right? Because fundamentally, 
the landscape has changed, the dynamics have changed, right? You know, the way that you bid on Google, the way you bid on Facebook um, has changed, right? The kind of UA manager's um, uh, ability to be as granular as they used to be has changed, right? So, so one of the things which, uh, you know, one of the few levers that, that, that remain in the industry, you know, arguably, you know, we could be moving to being potentially the most important lever is the creative, right? And the, the creative can have an impact from, you know, through, through concept testing, through to kind of scaling, through brand. It is absolutely integral to get that right. Um, so I think what we're seeing is that the, you know, I think we'll, we'll, we'll kind of go through this and, and, and discuss, but I think different studios are gearing up in different ways. Um, I think everyone has recognized the fact that they need to think about creatives differently if they want to stay ahead, if they, if they want to win, you know, we're in increased competition. It's not, you know, it's not easy out there, right? So you need to find every single way you can possibly um, sort of tap into to, to, to maximize your performance. And I think it really boils down into kind of two main things, right? So the one piece is around the creation, right? You see, you need to create concepts, you need to create ideas, you need to, you need to be able to produce the creative. Um, but on the other hand, if all you can do is knock out dozens of creatives, but you can't understand them, then you know, you're causing a problem further down the line. Okay, so, so, so I think that what we're seeing in the industry now is that there's a recognition that more creative needs to be, um, needs to be produced, more ideas need to be produced. You know, you can't, you can't go in without having this kind of different approach, but equally you need to understand that. And actually that's a big challenge. And I think, you know, that we're, we're, what we're seeing across studios is around how can they build that muscle to create more, but equally, how can they understand that data? Because understanding that data will lead to to um, ultimately to, to success and to competitive advantage. I understand. So, so being creative at the same time as being analytical. Yeah. Um, so that those, when you identify those, you know, key challenges, like two <laughs> most contradicting challenges, because being analytical is diff, is oftentimes a little bit contradicting to being creative, because creative requires you to think outside the box, whereas just analytical really forces you to improve your existing thinking that's the way i would kind of see it because you already have some data but once you identify these two key challenges when it comes to modern performance marketing and and how it's set up at the high level um how did you end up with with luna labs and um i mean you're the ceo of luna labs so as as people heard in the uh in the intro <laughs> but um um how did you um how did you end up with Luna Labs and, and, and how does Luna Labs help to, to really bridge the gap between the creative and understanding your creative and, and you know, building those reps? Yeah, so, so basically what, <laughs> what I've learned on, on, this, uh, on this journey is that you, you certainly don't end up you know, where, you, where, where you originally thought you, you would go, right? And it's, uh, it's, 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 it's wonderful really because it's... Uh, it's what makes it fun and invigorating in, in doing something like this and starting a business. But um, if, I, if I kind of give you a, a little snippet of, of memory lane um, um, without going too far, we actually originally were creating a game and, and, and we wanted to run it on, um, as an instant game. You know, we actually wanted to run it as an HTML5 game. And my co-founder, decided instead of writing this, this kind of this, this, this game, which would have been built in unity from scratch, he said, Hey, you know what? I've got an idea. 
I've, I've, got, I've got a way I might be able to kind of convert this thing. Um, and so, you know, sort of fast forward uh, a year, we'd done a lot of prototyping, we converted some games and, and we suddenly realized we had uh, potentially a very, a very, very special business. And, and, and actually what happened from Nimical is, is, is we ended up kind of moving very much as you should, right? Like according to what your clients and your design partners want and, 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 and how they guide you. Right. We worked very, very closely with some of the sort of top studios but right from the beginning because they were kind of captured by this, this idea that they could actually create HTML5 from, from Unity and kind of use Unity as their, as their palette. Um, and, and what we found is that we found that the kind of playable market was, 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 was super interesting. You know, it was actually a space where people were investing a huge amount of money, um, yet there were you know, a lot of, lot, lot, lot of tools they were in the market, but there was nothing really that was doing something unique with, with Unity, which is ultimately where people are building their games, right? And not, not only, of course, but, but you know, it's a, it's a very strong kind of foothold in the market. So, so we kind of moved our, our, our business towards thinking about that and thinking about how we could provide a, a tool set which works for studios using Unity, can help marketers, and to, to actually kind of realize this kind of creative and, and deliver it and all those kind of things. We've, we've, we look, we look at it this way, we, we genuinely feel that studios have this kind of inherent creativity, right? And, and it just needs to be unlocked. You know, the, the reality is that studios are creative people, right? They create games, you know, there's, there's an amazing kind of bunch of people that, that, that work in studios. Um, yet, there's not necessarily always the kind of tools in place for them to kind of realize that. And obviously, obviously there's, a, there's a huge outsourcing creative and those kind of things, and, and, and that, that won't change. But we feel that in this, um, in this industry and in the way things are going, coming back to your point, right, people are looking internally now to create um, bigger teams, more, 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 more accomplished teams, to be able to give them the firepower to be able to go out and, and, and kind of win on, on a creative level, because given this kind of, this, this, this kind of last kind of level as we were talking about. So, so really what, what Luna is is a, is a, is a, is a, is a, is a technology company, you know, we've developed um, a couple of plugins for Unity. We allow studios to create playables very seamlessly from a uh, from Unity project. Uh, and equally, we've built in some, some, some really cool stuff for, for video as well. So, you know, automating that process, you know. And, and, and I think what it comes back to is that there are these, unfortunately, these kind of inherent inefficiencies in creative production. And, and, and what we want to do is we want to we automate that. We want to we unlock those kind of things which are, which are causing... Uh, delays and we really want to bring the kind of studio together on, a, on another level quite frankly you know because you know if, if you can get creative right from concept testing ideas through to um, you know that that marries into game design you know through to actually kind of creating high quality UA to brand assets you know all those things tie the studio together right so yeah that's kind of our that's kind of what we're here for. Okay, so unlocking creativity with, with tools, that's, that's basically on the high level. Uh, so the way I've, I've seen mostly studios work is exactly with outsourcing partners that, that create a lot of those creatives. And, and I mean, by a lot, I mean a lot, a lot. And um, what I want to touch upon a couple of things that you said. Um, so once the first of all, it's you create playables from Unity. Uh, you create your creatives from directly from Unity. And one important part is, is the video. So through Luna Labs, 
developers and publishers can actually make video ads much more easier because till this point, what usually midsize and, and maybe smaller studios uh, do is we have a lot of freedom in doing um, ads that are static images. That's, that's where our creativity kind of, you know, shines because they're easy to do. Uh, we just need our internal artists. They, they help us out. But we all know that, that static images are not the main driver of any kind of a traffic. So they're not the optimal thing to test with. And what Luna Labs allows us to do is to really just easily make uh, video ads and then test out different ideas. So I wanted to kind of ask you this is like, how do, like, if we get in really, really granular uh, level, um, how do companies that you don't use tools like Luna Labs work? And how do companies that use your tool, how do they work when it comes to creative production? Because like, it's, I think it's important to understand uh, like how much work is, is to, to really run that outsourced creative production uh, or even internally. And what does your tool, because you know, your, your, your goal is to unlock the creativity of the teams with these tools. How do they work in practice? Yeah, that's a really, really, really good question. And I think, you know, I, I would, you know, thinking of it, I think I'd approach it a couple of ways. Um, so maybe we, we can think about what a, a larger outfit, you know, typically, you know, speaking, you know, someone who's kind of thinking about this and maybe how it might look for a, um, you know, a smaller outfit and starting mm -hmm. out and kind of how that, 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 yeah. that, that, that kind of thinking is, right? So at a top level, as a headline, we're thinking around, you know, there is this shift of mentality of we need to understand creative better. We need to understand the data better. And we cannot go on in, in, in a world where we're just going to outsource everything. Right, because if that's my big competitive advantage, I need to be able to control that. I'm not saying you don't outsource. Remember, to be absolutely clear, I'm just saying we need to kind of change that dynamic slightly. So <clears throat> I'll give you an example. Like I was, uh, I was chatting to someone I know quite well who was uh, who runs, you know, one of the larger game studios this week, and you know, we had a bit of a heart to heart and, and kind of like, you know, what's been going on and and, and how's he been how's he been thinking about it. Uh, and it's actually quite quite fascinating. I thought it'd be it'd be good to good to share as as you, as you mentioned it. It just kind of struck me. So the way that they currently were set up, right, Mishka, was that they had a team working on you know like the, it's very like UA focused, right? So you have like a, a a few folks working on on Facebook, on Google, on the performance networks. You know, someone on retargeting, okay, and then they'd have a, a team of about three or four people, like basically designers. You know, you know, very accomplished. Um, After Effects, Photoshop sort of designers, and, 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 and one person who's coming up with a concept for these ideas. We're talking about a big outfit here. I'm not talking about like a, like a, like a small company. I'm talking about like a, like a serious player. And they're outsourcing a lot as well. And pretty much exactly as you said. Now, his approach was coming in and saying, look, we need to make something, we need to make a step change here. We need to properly address this, this opportunity that we have as a studio. You know, we need to understand this data. We need to, we need to grow. So how are we going to do it? <clears throat> Um, he's kind of gone like on a really on another level, which is I'm, I think is awesome, right? Because it's um, it's it's very in line with my thinking too. So at, at first, those that UA team um, will remain, but it's becoming more more kind of streamlined. And actually, what he's doing is creating like a big creative department. So going from four people to 
20 plus is going to be the goal. Uh, and as actually, it's, it's happening. Now, how does that structure, I think, would be kind of would be valuable, right? So, so at, at a first point, they're part of the GM of creative, right? So someone is just, that's all they do, right? It says the GM of the creative department. And then they're thinking about it in different layers, not layers in hierarchical layers, but just kind of like how, how it would be structured. Um, so on the one hand, you'd have a, what we call the marketing developers, right? So, so people are actually developers who are specifically tasked at working with creative, right? So that could be developers who are working with tools, right? So, you know, maybe JavaScript tools, um, Luna tools, you know, what, what have you. And on the other hand, developers who are actually just thinking about that, 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 that flow, you know, the understanding, like, you know, how can they, how can they analyze so much data, you know, so they're going to work with the data scientists. How can they understand the, um, the effect of the engagement of those ads? We're talking about video, we're talking about playables, you know, so they can really properly understand the down funnel events and the LTV. So that, that kind of tools developer layer has become quite important. Then after that, they break it down, actually, like you said, so away from just having a static um, setup, they're saying, right, here's a video team, here's a playable team, you know, and here are the kind of stills team, you know, how, 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 how do they look? And actually what happens is they have designers who, uh, who are obviously going to use the Adobe suite and also a team of concept creators. So a team of people who are looking at how can they tap into the emotions of their, of their users? Do they want to use fear, fun, you know, challenges, you know, all the kind of cool stuff, you know, the stuff you talked about before, right, with, with, with Tata, like, you know, how, how can they kind of be disruptive in, in, in the space and how can they really, how can they use gameplay efficiently? How can they use storytelling efficiently? You know, how can they, you know, because you've got to come up with these ideas and you need a high volume of them. And you know your studio, you know, you, you know your players better than anyone. So you're building the damn game for them, right? So like, you know, you, you, you should really, really get involved in that piece. So when that, when that all, uh, if you look at it, when, 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 you, when you take a step back and see what that team is, that's a, that's a pretty dialed team that's working on creative. And what they're doing is they're trying to funnel as much as they can to the UA team so they can, they can feed the ever hungry algorithms of, uh, <coughs> of Facebook and, and, and so forth and fundamentally understand that because there's no point in having you know, 20, 20 creatives if you don't understand them, right? Because it just becomes a mess. So, so that's on one side, I think on, on the other side where I think is, is also fascinating and um, got a, a, a bit that's quite sort of close to my heart really is, is around new developers. Um, coming into the in, into the market and, and developers who are, you know, I, I think have got, you know, despite you know economic headwinds and, and so forth, I think there's, you know, I think this is a great time to be to, to be coming in, and and I think that because creative has become this this integral part, I think really the approach they should take is 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 almost hiring in that 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 person right at the beginning, you know, outside the co-founders maybe or in the co-founders, but just someone who just goes boom, I'm in charge of creative. Right. What do I need at a baseline? Right. I need someone who understands the data. Right. I need someone who who's who's a designer, and I need someone to create the concepts. And even with those 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 three people, you can you can achieve a, a tremendous amount. And if it's ingrained from day one, then like you said, going back to the muscle, you're you're, you're building that 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 kind of memory, right? And you're 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 just you're learning from, from the beginning. And I think that that also takes us down this 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 route of not just thinking about creative from, from, from a UA perspective, but there's so much we can learn from the hyper-casual market. There's so much we can learn from, um, from, from concept testing ideas and, and, and you know, doing stuff in a, uh, in, in a quick manner, right? In, and not, not, not waiting 
for, for months upon months, yeah. you know, on development before we, yeah. So, so, so that's kind of a, the, the approach I would take and kind of what I'm, what I'm seeing. So I, I, I do agree on the, um, not agree. It's, it's, I think everybody agrees on it, but I've been, I've become a, a huge fan of, of marketability testing, concept testing. Uh, you know, personally I've, I've used a lot of geek lab, uh, and we have a, we have a podcast with them and what, what, the way I've, I've done marketability testing before is, is usually, you know, putting in still assets, basically, then creating fake app stores. And then that's allowing us to, to pretty quickly uh, test the other uh, conversion, conversion rates and even get a little bit of a hint of what the CPIs could be, but as well as test against uh, various different variation of, of art style and, and themes and settings and that kind of stuff that we will go to. But how does, um, how do I test um, how do I test concepts and marketability with Luna Labs? How does it, how does it work? Like what, how is your meaning? So with um, the way it's set up with Geek Lab, for example, is that I can pretty easily do the, uh, the app store as well, which gives me the full conversion instead of the, uh, the just the conversion from the creative. Um, yeah, I mean, I'll get the two pieces, but uh, do you guys offer both or is it more like creative conversion? Yes, yeah, it's, it's really to understand the the engagement of the of, of the creative. You know, so obviously you, you 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 can go down the line and use a system as you've, you've described. Um, yeah. That'd be absolutely um, absolutely fine. What we you know what, what what our studios currently do is they they that they can create. I mean, the kind of beauty, if you like, right? Of what we do is is that is that the games are typically built in Unity. Um, yes. And even if they're not, if even if they're not built in Unity, if you're building on Unreal, if you're building somewhere else, then Actually, if you're just creating concepts, like a very good way to do that is to do that in Unity. Why? Because there's an abundance of C sharp talent. It's a, it's a great it's a great editor, and it's going to allow you to kind of create something pretty rich pretty quickly. So, the way that our studios are doing is when they, they, they oh man they're split up into many different ways and teams and, and approaches to doing this. But you know what it all boils down to is that what if you could use a playable to understand you know the engagement. Right, as opposed to just a video. Surely that's a, that 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 that's another that's another option which is going to give you some kind of rich data, right? Of because course. actually, the person's playing the thing, you know, and 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 tapping into the emotion. So I think that's that's something which people are exploring, and what they're doing is based on that they can, you know, if you're in the hyper casual kind of space, for example, you know, you can you can understand what typical mechanics work best. Is it a swipe? Is it a tap? Um, that kind of thing, uh, and through to then saying, you know, equally the same thing right, with videos, right? You, you, you want to create a set of videos. You want to understand what the CTR is. You want to understand how, how that can then have a knock-on effect to, 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 to CPI. If you, if you take it a step further with, your, with the kind of juice you put into the campaign. Mm -hmm. um, so, yeah, those, those kind of things are, uh, are very much what we're seeing. So at an engagement level of the creative, trying to get some early signals, trying to think about how would I then take those signals Either scrap, you know, either, either either go back to the drawing board, or or equally bring those into a soft launch, right? Mm. Bring those kind of ideas that give me hints into my soft launch to you know give me a better chance of success. Mm. So so you, you said um you mentioned hypercasuals a couple of times, and hypercasuals of course uh, the type of a uh, the type of a genre that has really taught us a lot about uh, early testing uh, because yeah. essentially yeah there's. An, <laughs> That that game, those type of games, you truly start off with with making the video first, and then before you even start coding. Um, is Luna Labs mainly for hyper casuals, uh, or 
No, I, I think you know what I think you've 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 said it almost perfectly in in, in the description. It's like it's a it's a genre which has taught us a lot, right? And and I think that you know I'm, I'm very humble, right? I'm I'm the reality is that we we worked with you know we work and 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 we worked with you know a lot a lot of the kind of top players in in that space in the early days and. And it's helped us shape up our product. It's helped us, you know, being able to execute quickly and efficiently, you know, which is absolutely, you know, ingrained in the, in those models. And it's, uh, it's, 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 it's an evolving space, right? Like it's, it's obviously still, if you look at the charts, it's still dominating. Um, and there's various theories of where, where it's going to go, but I think there's definitely an evolution at play. Um, but in the short answer to you is no, <laughs> absolutely not. Like we don't, we don't just work with hypercasual studios. It was our, our bread and butter, as we say in, in the UK, like at the beginning. And now what's been very pleasing for me and, and for our team is that we've, we've now worked across big, big, big casual franchises. We're working um, some mid-core studios. We've even done some stuff with hardcore studios. And actually we, we're working with a lot of those uh, you know, big publishers in hypercasual. We, we've now learn a lot and we've um we, we're really seeing actually not 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 many more coming on actually it's, it's more a case of that the business is, is, is very much shifting to the other to the other genres that, that's you know that's that's good to hear because um especially from our own perspective not doing hyper casual games so but still trying to learn from from their ability to to test yeah. and prove quickly which is just super valuable yeah. um but you mentioned, you mentioned, you know, I had one of the questions like, do I need to be on Unity to use Luna Labs? And, and essentially I do. I mean, I essentially I need to use Unity to use Luna Labs. Of course, yeah. that doesn't restrict your market too much. I mean, what's that like 95% of developers <laughs> use Unity. Uh, but for those of us in Unreal, uh, it's, yeah. uh, it's still no plugins, right? <laughs> <laughs> Look, man, it's, it's, um, you, you know, it's, it's, it's a fair point, right? So, <clears throat> It's very much dialed if you're if you're using Unity, because you can reuse your you know you got all your assets are there everything is here you've got talent in, internally, and as we said right you, there's there's an abundance of, of C sharp talent and, and and people who understand that you know there's literally millions of, of 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 people coming through you know who are starting those courses and coming in in every every year, so I think that's just a a, a good a good place to be and mm -hmm. what it does is it gives it gives studios an ability to use a very powerful tool for, um, for, for, for creative purposes for marketing, right? Which we know is, is fundamental to, to success, getting that creative right. So that's kind of what we've done. But I would, I would also say that, take a step back, right? And, you know, to the point we made before <clears throat> around how do you build that muscle? How do you actually have a, uh, how do you build out that, that creative talent? Well, you need to get tools in that play, in, in, into your studio. And those tools, a commonplace, right? So Adobe Suite using Phaser, using Cocos, you know, et cetera, et cetera. So really you can just use Unity as well, right? Mm -hmm. So you don't have to be building because if you think about marketability, you're thinking about knocking stuff out quickly, you're thinking about prototyping and creating ideas and concepts, it doesn't matter. It doesn't have to be exactly how your game looks. It just, it just has to just be, have integrity. It has to have the ability to switch out assets quickly. You need to be able to quickly learn. And, and, so, and so that's, that's kind of a of approach I would say that it's um, that, that the many studios will, will, will look at, right? Like how do they build that tooling in-house? And, 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 you know, there are, there, are, there are various options. There are various game engines you could use to do that. Mm. And I mean, 
I've I've seen the um like you guys run me through the uh, through the demo of of, of Luna Labs the platform and it's um basically for the folks listening and you if you haven't used Luna Labs it's you see your uh your store your game assets and you can switch really easily through almost like Unity editor type of view uh, you can switch you know whether it's a it's a let's say it's a hyper casual ad and there's a there's a boy hitting up a bat or one of those slapping games or whatnot you can change the other uh, characters in it really quickly you can change the colors you can change the speed of the slap and and i believe you can make playable ads through luna labs as well pretty easily yeah absolutely that's the, that was the uh absolutely one of the core propositions yeah 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 so so you can you can tweak around those things and and that tweaking is really important because you know as as a layman you might you might kind of look at it, it's like you know what does it matter what kind of a character there is in an ad or how fast the slap comes in or you know that kind of stuff uh or what the colors are being used but actually when i've seen performance of various creatives that have tweaked some of these small elements and you can see one like one creative doing extremely well and then multiple iterations of that creative even though they the changes have been almost hard to identify they're not performing nearly as well as that one so so that ability to iterate extensively and cost efficiently and time efficiently is really the the uh, the value proposition that luna labs offers right yeah, I mean, exactly. And I think it's more, it's not just as a whole, right? You need to be able to create quickly, right? You need mm -hmm. to be able to, you know, it's no good waiting a month to, to, to get an asset ready, right? You, you want to be able to create that in a, in a couple of days, okay? Yeah. And, and, and actually then you want to be able to say to yourself, well, I'll give you again, I'll, I'll give you, it's about, there are bottlenecks, right, in the studios and they're, they're, they're commonplace and studios are aware of them. So it's about how do you, how do you unlock those things, right? How, how do you make a studio more efficient? And, um, you know, one of the things, if you just looked at playables, for example, because you touched on it, well, actually what happens, right, is that you, you take a playable, you might, you might take a playable that's got a bunch of different variants which you want to test and you've got all those kind of variants at your disposal. But actually when you submit that playable to a performance network for example well it needs to be qa'd and then actually it gets to run then we need to look at the seven days of the data and then you have to go back then you have to make a change and then to qa again and run it again but that's not that's not a smooth process right that's not yeah. that, 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 that that's not that's not the way uh, it should be and uh, look, you know everyone's everyone recognizes these things and and, and i think this is why this is this is an evolution of, of how that is happening and i think that's one of the, the trends which we'll 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 see more of i mean luna's approach specifically is we've um we built a module which allows you to basically submit a shell of that playable and all those kind of cool things we talked about you know being able to switch out characters ui languages etc are all baked in and so actually when when the when the playable is delivered we're able to inject these different creative variables so effectively you're having a an auto optimizing ad you know it's auto optimizing you know, dynamically uh, the weight of impression shifts towards the creative, which is picking up, and it needs to because the algorithms of these these different places they 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 they're quite fierce, right? They'll, they'll they'll just drop a creative very very quickly unless it shows the kind of vital statistics of being successful. Mm. And so you need to quickly change those things. And if you're if you're doing that from a in a manual way, you know you, you're always going to have one hand behind your back. So I think that we will see more and more of this kind of stuff happening, and. Um, yeah, it's a, it's a very, very good point. I mean, even minor changes, so it doesn't, you know, obviously 
creating a completely entirely new concept is powerful, but you need to change little variations within that concept. You know, every, every minor thing you think might be minor might, you know, might, might, might double, you know, your, your IPM, you know, it might, it might reduce your CPI, you know, it's, it's, it's just a case of having to test it. And that's just the reality of the world we live in. We don't know, you know, like I can tell you, I've, we've had creators we've seen at studios, we just think, wow, that one is absolutely nailed on. That's going to be a flyer and it tanks. Yeah. <laughs> and, 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 then, and then others which have just been pretty average, we felt, you know, and, 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 and it, that's great. Yeah. It's, it's, you just don't know. This is, the, is the, unfortunately the, the answer in this space. So it's a case of having to have a, a high volume and having to iterate. People know this stuff, but it's just an absolute reality. And certainly what we see across the, in the many studios are using our technology. Yeah, yeah, I, I, that's, 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 the, uh, that's the fact. It's, it's not only the importance of creatives uh, in, in modern game development or just mobile game development and live, live, live game optimization, but it's also the, uh, the quantity of them that is probably, oh, well, it's not surprising to anybody, but just, it, it's just huge. Um, so final question I wanted to ask you, like, why, why hasn't, like, have others done similar and why haven't they done similar what you guys are doing? Because, you know, out of all, like, for example, Iron Source has Playworks, you know, they do the playable ads, the interactive videos, the interactive end cards. Um, they do have their reporting structures and, and stuff, stuff like that, that is tied to, to their tool. How is your tool different than, than how is Luna Labs different than everything else on the market? And like, yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah, first of all, like <clears throat> those guys are great, right? You know, they, they, they built up a, you know, superb creative department they really understand their stuff. And, and, um, yeah, we, we work really closely with, with them. I think they also thought ahead, right? Because they, they know how, how, how important this stuff is. And I think what, what, what you see in the market is, um, <clears throat> obviously from, from, from a playable standpoint, that, that, that kind of gained momentum over the last, last couple of years. And obviously a lot of players came in last year, uh, Look, I think a lot of the players, they have very kind of templated structures, you know, so you just switch in and out um, a, few, a, few, a few assets. There's a lot of it's interactive video and, and it can work particularly well in, in some cases and, and, and not in others. So it's like, you know, there, there's this kind of recognition of, of having to have, you know, have, having to have some kind of uh, channel to, to, to create these things. Now, why, you know, What's, I guess what's kind of very unique with us is that we've taken an approach which says, hey, use the Unity editor as your palette. You know, use, use this kind of like, this kind of might of, a, of an engine that can allow you to do this, you know, 3D on another level, you know, animations on another level, being able to switch out all the assets which you've kind of built into your, into your, into your game and actually fundamentally automate processes, right? Which, which just hasn't been done, right? So I think that, our approach is unique to using game code, right? And, and this kind of inherent understanding we have of, of, of that flow. Um, you know, we are, we're a team of 90% developers. You know, we've grown quite quickly. You know, and, you know we're, we're, we're now in a, I still feel we've only just started our journey, quite frankly, but uh, we, we just have a, a different approach. And I think it's, uh, it's been a, you know, it hasn't happened overnight. Put it that way. It's been a it's been a big challenge building basically building our own game engine. If you like, right? We built our own physics, we built our own particle systems and modules and rendering part. It's yeah, it's not stuff which happens overnight. But it's but but what is what is really fun and enjoyable about this whole thing is that you know you 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 find a path, right? And and, and you understand where you need to prioritize. And 
and I think that it's uh, it's, it's a good time to be in the in the creative space. Perfect. Um, how do people can get in touch with Luna Labs? Like you work with a lot of big developers, you work with a lot of smaller developers because your tool is is not catered to a specific size. It's just catered to a specific speed of, of, of pushing out creatives. So what's the, um, you know, what's the best way? Because you really need to see your, the Luna Labs in, in, in action and not just listen about it. So what's the best way to get in touch? Yeah, no, absolutely. I think, I think the best way is to go um, to the website and then you, there's, there's various cues that will allow you to contact the, um, contact the team. So it's lunalabs.uk, soon to be changed actually. <laughs> lunalabs.io, but either way, it'll work. Um, yeah. but, um, you know, lunalabs.uk. And, and also you can, you know, absolutely contact my, myself um, on LinkedIn. Um, so again, my name's Stephen with V, Chard, C-H-A-R-D. Um, contact me on LinkedIn, or if you want to contact me on directly on, on email, it's steve at lunalabs.uk. We'll put those all in the uh, episode description, which Wonderful. depending on all the different podcasting platforms is impossible to find. Uh, <laughs> so, so if you find, if you find the podcast descriptions, please connect with, with Luna Labs, collect, connect with Steven might even review this podcast. That would be pretty nice. <laughs> Give it a couple of stars if you liked it. But, but yes, um, Stephen, it was a, it was a pleasure. And thanks for, for sharing so much information about uh, modern creative production. Thanks, Richard. Honestly, a real the pleasure was mine. Thank you. Thank you. And thanks, everybody, for listening. <laughs>